like they they advertise one match by crashing a car into one of the wrestlers. Not a total victory of Russia, which now we're seeing. This he goes on. Gigantic bag of flaccid dicks. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Which, when you open them up, you find out that they're all cockroaches inside. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. No, I don't know if anybody else is ever going to laugh this hard at anything we Probably. say. Uh, we can actually both look out my window right now and see some very pretty yellow flowers that I'm going to be eradicating. This is a geek history of time. Where we connect nerdery to the real world. My name is Ed Blaylock. I'm a world history teacher here in Northern California uh, with a side hustle teaching English to seventh graders. And uh, I'm uh, the father of a two-year-old who is uh, alternately the sweetest little boy in the world and gives a new meaning to the phrase terrible twos. (laughs) And who are you, sir? I'm Damien Harmony. I'm a Latin teacher with a sometimes side hustle of world history i'm the father of an almost eight-year-old little girl uh and a 10-year-old uh big boy uh she likes dragons he likes trains uh between the two of them they make a really cool country song uh and uh neither of them are too i would listen to that yeah so totally listen to that yeah although you know what my daughter's really into greek Mm. myths she digs the shit out of them, and oh, she yeah? yeah, she really she really likes Greek myths, uh, which is cool. But it hasn't helped me get her into the thing that I'm really into, which is comic books. See, I was thinking you were going to say wrestling. No, I kind of got her into that actually. Okay, she's kind of fallen away. I Although I, now that everybody is everybody is um, on lockdown. <laughs> For yeah. I'm not sure when this episode's gonna post. So um but uh we're recording it while we're on lockdown. Uh yeah. but um the, the corpses have not started animating yet, so that's good. Um that's that's good. Yes. Very but good. but we have lost Kenny Rogers. So Yeah, we, we just found, we just did. Yeah. As a matter of fact. We so. can we can so so if you are, you know, <laughs> any any future historians who are mm-hmm. listening to this post, you can date when we recorded this one. Mm-hmm. Based on that uh, fact. By, 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 by that fact. Yeah. So. So. Uh, but yeah, I could, I could get so her into wrestling I, I, actually I have, through exposure. Like, we I, have nothing I have, but time. I have a, yeah, well, this is true. Yeah. I think I have a way uh-huh. for you to get her into comics. I like this idea. Using mythology. I like this idea. Okay. All right. So, so hear me out. Okay. Um, so, so three color comics, right? Mm-hmm. Superhero comics. They are they are melodrama. By the way, we've done a number of comic book episodes. The very first two episodes yes. we did were on the CCA. Uh, yes. I've done one on the Fantastic Four. Um, yep. I've done two on Captain America. We did, we did a series on the X Men. Yes, we did a series, uh, a combo series on the X Men. So we we are steeped in comic lore. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so even even when we're talking about low powered micro regional heroes like Daredevil. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's waging a battle for the soul of an entire borough of, of a city. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Uh, Green Lantern mm-hmm. handles threats to entire local galactic clusters, and DC likes to threaten the existence of the entire universe on a semi regular basis since the 1980s. Mm. Okay, uh, mostly because they they keep trying to inflict uh, uh, canon. 
<laughs> they try to impose logic and internal consistency on a canon that has never had it. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm going to argue doesn't actually need it because of the oh. nature of, of the stories they tell, okay. which I'm going to get to in a second. Sure. Sure. Um, although they're all melodrama though, there's, there's a really notable difference in tone mm-hmm. and, and scale mm-hmm. between in general, the stories that, that, that DC tells mm-hmm. and the stories that Marvel tells. And, and my argument is mm-hmm. that DC superheroes have become over time, the modern reincarnations of the gods of the Achaeans. By which I mean okay. the Greeks for anybody who's right. not, you know, hyper you know, <laughs> nerdy like we are. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying that the the DC comics superheroes are Yeah. They are the Greek gods. Yeah. You can you okay. can you can map I can, in many cases you can map a deity onto a superhero. Sure. With, oh my god. With, I'm with, I'm suddenly interested in DC for once. Yeah, no, I mean, remarkable, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So, so re- real quick, uh, I want to talk a little bit about DC as an entity. Sure. Just to give a little historical background. Uh, DC started out as National Allied Publications in 1934. Okay. With New Fun, the big comic magazine, which was the first comic publication to print only original comic stories. Mm. You may have touched on this in the, in the, in the CCA episodes mm-hmm. when we talked about the history of the, of the, of the medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman appeared in Action Comics in 38. Yep. Batman appeared in Detective Comics in 39. Mm-hmm. And it is with the big two mm-hmm. that I'm going to begin my thesis. Okay. We're already missing one of the big three. Uh, that would be Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Possibly. I'm, I was thinking of the, the three brother gods. Very, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, does this mean which, the Teen Titans are actually like going to destroy the galaxy? Because they're oh, Titans. Oh, oh, maybe. Neat. I don't know. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I'm, I'm kind of getting into that this now. It's kind of a revolutionary right, yeah. flair, DC. Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. First and foremost, Superman is Apollo. Okay, so I'm already I'm already off base. I mean that makes that makes a ton of sense. It oh wow yeah. yeah okay go on okay now the thing is he's also kind of Zeus but but the mapping works better for for right, Apollo right uh, he's I mean okay right off the bat Superman is a god yes let's let's just in in the Greek sense of, of what a god would look like right soups is one right well, and we talked he's about in, that he's, before he's the classic yeah 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 he is invulnerable mm-hmm. he is super strong like solar power you know ridiculously yes <laughs> he 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 can see the unseeable oh yeah yeah he throws he throws fire from his gaze mm-hmm. his breath has the force of a cyclone oh. and he can fly yeah okay his he, fortress of solitude mm-hmm. is an unreachable by mortals palace at the top of the world all oh, white wow. and white stone and ice oh wow it's yeah. olympus okay he is specifically Apollo, as you mentioned, because he is solar powered. Mm-hmm. There derives powers are derived canonically from the sun, mm-hmm. and 
we, we talk about this all the time back and forth. He is, he is the embodiment of Apollonian ideals. Yes. He's a champion of moral, moral rectitude, positivity, progress, and do right. You, you have no idea how hard I was biting my tongue in not jumping in with Apollonian ideal. Cause I wanted, yeah. I wanted yeah, you yeah. to get there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. At, at his roots, he mm-hmm. was a progressive science fiction-esque hero, an alien from another planet. Sure, sure. Uh, who subdued but never destroyed agents of chaos. Uh, even in the years since, as other heroes have gotten darker or grimmer or more morally gray, right. you know, all, all Bronze Age people from the 90s, right. all that stuff, pouches everywhere, gray. guns, yeah. like all, you know. Um, Soups has never stopped being... Mm-hmm. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, he did wear a leather jacket at one point, though. So he fonzied out. That's as gritty as he okay. gets. Okay. That's as gritty as he got. Hey. <laughs> hey. Like, no. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't, I'm sorry. No. No. He's still definitely <laughs> fucking do right. He is. Of, he, is. Of, he also is one of those heroes that wears all three primary colors. This is true. Right. So they, that's, yeah, that's leadership, self-sacrifice, and exemplar. blue self-sacrifice. Yeah. Go Yellow leadership. And, yeah. Uh, and red is uh, heroism, courage. Hero, yeah. courage, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Um, he, he's never he's never stopped being that Apollonian paragon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like occasionally somebody will throw red kryptonite at him and he'll kind of go dark. Sure. But that's because they need a MacGuffin for this story. And like it always, he always goes back to status quo ante. Mm-hmm. And, um, He's the brightest source of light in the DC pantheon. Mm. And even in stories where he has internal conflict, he only stays conflicted very briefly before reasserting his essential moral rightness. That's yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. When, 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 when we talked about, when we talked about new BSG, we talked about Hilo. Hilo, which is short for Helios. He, yes. And, and him being that, that character, if you yes. put a temptation in front of, Hilo, mm-hmm. he's going to resist it. Mm-hmm. Like Chekhov's temptation. That's like how that works with Hilo. Right. Soups is the same way. And um, there's there's a lot to be said about the Jewish roots of his character. Of course. Uh, Sieg- Siegel and Schuster were both Jewish. Uh, there's been like plenty of people who have spoken much more articulately than, than me mm-hmm. about how Superman is a response on their part to what they saw happening in Germany right. at the time. Right. Um, but over time, the overall archetype has moved away from Samson mm-hmm. toward Apollo slash Zeus, but mostly Apollo. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you think Samson, because I'm a big believer that the Mediterranean is all the same thing, um, which okay. I, is, I paint with broad brushes because it saves time. But like yeah, yeah. you have a lot of heroes in the Mediterranean culture. I'm going to just call it that. Whether they're Hebrew yeah. or Roman or Greek or Archivian or uh, you whatever know, Arcadian, yeah, yeah, um, or Carthaginian, um, and they all tend to have the same basic beats in their stories. Um, do you think that Samson, in some ways, is a Hebrew response to Apollo, or that Apollo was in some ways a a, a Greek response to? Well, no, because the Minoans had been around since eight thousand. So I would say Apollo's yeah, earlier. Here's, here's, yeah, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's he's not Samson. The the beats of Samson's story mm-hmm. are much closer to the beats of Heracles. Okay, gotcha. 
And the theme that is hammered on Mm -hmm. over and over and over again Mm -hmm. with Samson specifically is the covenant with the one God. Okay. All right. Is is a a question I had because I I find similarities between. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's meaningful because we're talking about superheroic figures. We're talking about, you know, semi-divinity, divinity. divinity. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're talking about archetypes. So it makes sense. But I, I think, I think. In my own, mm-hmm. you know, back at back my thumbnail analysis, um, I think Samson would map much better onto Heracles okay. in that way, because everything Heracles was doing was to right. prove his worthiness in the sight of Zeus, his father. Samson gained his strength through his faith in sure. Yahweh. Okay, you know, it's it's yeah, no, I yeah. I, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Romulus and Remus are the Roman response to Moses. Um, yeah, you know Oedipus and Achilles. You have uh, you've got two ankle injuries, and then you know Jesus gets spiked through the feet. Like there is something about being injured in the foot and being a tragic hero. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, huh. Interesting. Yeah, and so like I I, yeah. I find just, things just like brought that. Up. Yeah. Not, not something that you thought of or I'm just way no, off no, base. Just that, that particularly the, the, the parallel with uh, uh, Oedipus had, yeah. had occurred to me. Yeah. Yeah. Son um, of a shepherd. It's okay. That's, but that's, anyway. Okay. That's, so that's soups. Okay. So that's, that's soups. Okay. Right? Cool. Now, so we've got Apollo. Batman. Gun. Okay. Batman. Yeah. Let me, let me think. Batman. Lives in a dark. Oh, okay. I think I've got it. I think I've got Batman, but I want to hear it. Okay. Okay. Batman is Hades. I was right. All right. Yeah. But wait, you say. Uh, but wait. But wait. Bats is mortal. He is mortal. But but is he, though? No, he's fucking ageless. Let's, 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 well, well, one. But <laughs> his, here's the deal. His parents get killed every 10 years. Um, yeah, well, if, yeah. if we look at yeah. Batman right now, the movie they were stepping out of, quite probably, was Space Jam. Yeah, no, you're not. You're canonically, not he's you know yeah. younger than us, which fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. So, so you know, he's he's explicitly stated to be. It, it gets harped on all the time that yeah. you know he's he's he doesn't have powers. He doesn't have powers. He doesn't have powers. But he is superlative in every way. He's an Olympic level gymnast, mm-hmm. a master martial artist. Mm-hmm. He's explicitly stated to be the world's greatest detective, and he's an absolute determinator mm-hmm. who is utterly relentless and monomaniacally focused. Now, okay. I would say that Hades also doesn't really have powers so much as he's a steward of his realm, and Batman is that for Gotham. And Hades Good. is keeping people in his realm because that's where they belong. And and trying to keep interlopers out, and Batman is kind and maintaining of maintaining yeah. order mm. maintaining order over the kingdom of the dead. Does that make Robin Persephone? That is fucked up. <laughs> but it's not wrong. I mean, I mapping was, I doesn't have to pay attention gonna, to gender. I was go with, yeah, I was going to go with with Catwoman. Oh, uh, because oh, the thing is, because yeah. here's the deal: Half Persephone. The time she's with him. Yeah, Persephone was feared by the Greeks. Good point. As the queen of the underworld. Yeah. So. And Hades is the only Greek god who's loyal to his wife, too, if I recall. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh yeah, there's there's great. There's there are there are several webcomic series going on right now. Oh yeah. 
that 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 take a modern look at the relationship between Persephone and Hades. Mm. And and they're they're wonderful. Oh, nice. They're way too much fun. Nice. Uh, one of them you'd appreciate the title of one of them, Punder World. Ooh, I like and this. And then, uh, yeah, and the other one is Lore Olympus, um, which I I recommend look for both of them. I recommend I highly recommend going out reading them. They're mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. Uh, but um, so you you spoke about you know Hades having his realm, right? Uh, furthering my argument about Batman essentially being a god. Mm-hmm. It's true that he's focused on Gotham, mm-hmm. but he still winds up getting sucked into all the JLA's global and cosmic scale bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, and like, it's almost like, I really don't want to be here. Can I just, can I go home? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm here because, I'm here because literally I'm the smartest guy in the room mm-hmm. and you need me. But like, as soon as we're done, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to know. Wayne Manor. Yeah to do another 200 pushups and then I'm going back out in the streets. Like, I'm <laughs> like, why am I here? Sure. So, and, and, and I should point out that in multiple, what if kind of stories mm-hmm. and timelines, the DC multiverse, Batman has been granted the godlike power of a lantern ring. Oh, and that has always ended badly, <laughs> remarkably badly because Batman is too powerful. Right. Okay. Because it's all based on willpower, mm-hmm. imagination, mm-hmm. imagination, and powered by it's it's what you do with it is is based on your imagination and your right. creativity, right? And then the raw power you have is based on your willpower. Hal Jordan must be such a goddamn tool then, because I remember <laughs> seeing so many like giant fists and huge swords. It's like what what the, what the shit is yeah, this? Like, but yeah, yeah, okay, it's the fifties and sixties. But okay, so Batman yeah. is Hades. Okay. So, and you're saying that okay. Catwoman would be Persephone, not Robin. Yeah. Okay. Robin might be uh, Cerberus, Kerberos. Oh, don't know. Okay. I would think yeah. Alfred I'd would Ke- be Kerberos. Oh, yeah. that's better. I and like that. So I don't know if you oh. know this. The word Kerberos comes from a Greek word that means spot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in in Punder World, it should mm-hmm. be noted, uh, Kerberos is portrayed as being a three-headed Dalmatian. Oh, adorable! And there's and there's a one a one frame comic of Persephone down on on her knees with Kerberos in front of her, and she's she's scratching one head and patting another head, and the third head of Kerberos is lying on the floor whimpering, oh. and and she has she has this panicked look on her face. It's, you can tell she's talking to Hades. She's like. I don't have enough hands. <laughs> Cute. So right. anyway, yeah. um, back back to bats. Mm-hmm. He's Hades because Hades' real power mm-hmm. is a bottomless fortune. Go on. Hades is the god of wealth. No, that's Hermes. No. Hermes is the god of uh, commerce, but that doesn't mean wealth. Oh, Hades is the god wealth because he's the god of the underworld, and that's where gold comes from. And he keeps getting two pennies for every person that comes across. Uh Yeah. Oh wow. And 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 what is what is uh, uh, Batman's real superpower other than um, I have all the money in the fucking world? Right. 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 Hades was king of the underworld. Gold and all gemstones were his property. 
also he is the Batman is the night to Superman's day. He's brooding, gloomy, troubled, melancholic. Mm -hmm. His sanctum is literally underground in a cave. Mm -hmm. Although he's part of the JLA, there's a recurring theme of him being an outsider separate, partly by choice. Why the fuck am I here? Uh, and partly because he's so brooding and fucking spooky. Yeah. Only soups is ever Superman is the only one who ever gets called out as being his friend. The rest of the JLI are JLA are allies or even tools. Oh wow. For yeah. for Batman. Okay. And Hades mm-hmm. was a judge and overseer of the punishments of sinners like Sisyphus and Tantalus. Right. Superman. Superman operates from a place of being a champion of those weaker than himself. Batman is a vigilante a deliverer of punishment to sinners and crooks. He's Apollonian in that he enforces and reinforces order, Mm -hmm. but where Soups is a Boy Scout writ large, Bats is acting explicitly out of revenge. That's true, yeah. Both of these heroes have their roots in the Depression, Mm -hmm. but Kane and Finger... uh, threw him up against mobsters and corrupt officials acting out the revenge fantasies of an audience who'd seen the vast corruption that happened under prohibition and were suffering through a depression caused by the runaway greed of untouchable elites. Mm -hmm. So the, the wish fulfillment involved in Batman Mm -hmm. is we're going to make them pay. The wish fulfillment in Superman is, I'm going to be invulnerable and I'm going to be able to protect the people I couldn't protect. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so I mean, that's, 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 that's where that dichotomy comes from. And over time that, uh, that differentiation, the, the light and the dark and the, and the, you know, everything right. has, I think, has I think become more and more pronounced as the shorthand of who these characters are has become more developed. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. You know, um, and I also want to take a moment here. Um, you you know that when I, when I talked about Batman's creators, I made sure to mention Kane and finger. Yes. Because with Superman, we always hear about Siegel and Schuster, right? But up until just a couple years ago, with Batman, we only ever heard about Bob Kane. Right. And um, if there is a purgatory, I'm not going to say he's in hell necessarily, but if there is a, a there, 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 I think, should be a special place in purgatory mm-hmm. for Bob Kane to sit and think about what he did to Bill Finger. Okay. Um. I, I can't remember the title of the film now, but there, there was a great uh, documentary on Netflix about Finger and about how Bob Kane screwed him out of getting wow. credit okay. for decades, like, like long after both men were dead. Wow. Uh, Kane was still getting sole credit when there is really strong reason to believe that a lot of the visual shorthand of the character mm-hmm. and a lot of ideas, certainly for the, for the rogues gallery for Batman sure. were not, were not Kane. Okay. But Kane, Kane was the one who had all the contracts written up and he wrote finger out of credit forever. 
for so years. When they went to Kane, they asked him if he had a partner, and he said, "Am I my brother's keeper?" Nice, Thank nice, you. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, and then so that's that's my when when we talk about oh, you know DC. I could have said it God. so much better. Am I my brother's finger? Oh well. Oh damn! I know. I know. Yeah, you could have. I could have missed that one. I know. Slipping. Yeah. Slipping. It's all the ambient stress in the atmosphere. <laughs> no shit. So, so Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, this one I know. Um, he's uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Diana. No, <laughs> I, I can't even. I can't even muster the ability to play straight man to that one. <laughs> no. Okay, no. he's the most powerful There's... of all the gods. He's Neptune. Yeah. 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 Uh, he is he is obviously Poseidon. Yes. Oh God damn it! I'm yeah, the, I'm sorry. The Latinist in me, like I just. Yeah. No, I, I know it's fine. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know the Romans yeah, yeah. stole everything. That's fine. Yeah. No, he's 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 very clearly Poseidon. Um. You know, I mean, just the imagery is all there. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, in the comics, of course, he's the king of Atlantis, which stands in for being the ruler of the ocean. Um, and he is a much more elemental mm-hmm. figure in the mm-hmm. comics than, than either of the other two. I mean, it's really clear you, if, if you look at the subtext, Superman is very clearly air and fire. Right. Batman is very clearly earth. He's very, you know, he's grounded. He's, cool, oh, yeah. he's melancholic, all that stuff. Uh, and, and Poseidon, I'm sorry, Aquaman is like literally constantly tied to the element of water. Right. You know, um, and he is, he is super strong. He's not as strong as soups, but he is, he does have superhuman strength. He is, uh, you know, he does have, uh, uh, fortitude and an ability to shrug off injury. That's beyond you. I mean, he is, he is, he's he's very hard to hurt. Yeah. In, in, in DC terms, he is a meta human. So, I mean, that's, that's easily, Mm-hmm. You know, figured out. Um, Wonder Woman is Athena. Oh. Now, the obvious comparison would be to Artemis, but right. I'm going to say it's Athena okay. because <laughs> Batman will use batarangs to subdue people. Mm-hmm. Superman will, you know, slap a guy around a couple of times to get him to, you know, knock it off and and you know get the cuffs on. But she. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman will yeah. stab a motherfucker with a sword. Yes. Like she is, she is a goddess of war and thus Athena. But also wisdom because she will make you tell the goddamn truth. Oh, yeah. She will get oh, that yeah. out of you. Like that's, that's her she other power. Yeah. Definitely get that out of you. Yes. Okay. And then you know, the, the last, last one that I, that I have, have developed anything on mm-hmm. with, with, with thesis at this point is, is the Flash. Is, okay, with that helmet, obviously he's yeah. Hephaestus. Yeah, yeah. No, clearly, <laughs> clearly, because Hephaestus moves so fast and forging yeah. and and a crafter. Yeah, right. because you know having a club foot doesn't slow him down no. at all. No. He just runs no. really fast, going left, going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listing to one side. Yeah, you know, exactly. In a, in a very broad, in a very large circle. Yes. Yeah, no. Uh, obviously, Flash is Hermes, right? And um, what what I want to—I mean, because Speedster, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the god of all there. travel, the god of 
roads, God, God of travel, yeah. God of roads, God of commerce, yep. God of, you know, anything had to go anywhere. Well, here's what drives me nuts about Hermes is that everybody's like, oh, he's the messenger god. I'm like, that's literally one time. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. it's 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 that that old joke yeah. about like, you know, you, you see McCutcheon talking to the young man. He's like, hey, did you see that wall? He says, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I built that wall rock by rock. But do they call me McCutcheon, the wall builder? No. And you see that church? Yeah. Oh, I helped build that church. I cast the the bell. Um, do they call me the McCutcheon, the bell maker? No. And you see that pier down there? Yeah. I helped shape and polish everything on that pier. Do they call me McCutcheon, the pier maker? No. But mm-hmm. you fuck one sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. But yeah, pretty Hermes much. ran like two errands ever. And everybody's like, yeah. oh, he's a messenger guy. Oh, he's a messenger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what's, what's, I think, what I want to point out mm-hmm. is um, the character, or, or character, the, the, the avatar. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right word. And mm-hmm. it'll, it'll occur to me in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, his aspect as Hermes Trimagistus, mm-hmm. who is a psychopomp for the mm-hmm. dead. Yes, he is. And... Barry Allen yes. is the living embodiment of the Speed Force. Yes. And there is the character of the Black Speedster. Oh. Who is Death. Oh. Okay. This is, see, I don't know my DC well enough for any of that. Okay. So, yeah. So, so again, Hades is not the god of death. Hades is the ruler of the underworld. Right. But Hermes gets Hermes, Hermes, Hermes Trismegistus thrice majestic mm-hmm. is the one who guides important souls right. on their way to meet Hades. Right. And so that, that psychopomp role subconsciously still shows up, even though I'm sure the guy's writing. Oh, sure. All series. Like the guy's writing flash comics. If, if one of them actually said, Oh yeah, no, I was totally thinking of, of Hermes as psychopomp when I did like, no, no. I don't, I don't think right, they right. consciously did that. But it's interesting how that that still sticks with it shows up in in the subconscious of that character being what that character is. Oh, that's fascinating. I'm so, also just thinking he's the god most worshipped by the Gauls. Um, so they have all the same gods as the Greek gods. Uh, yeah. But Caesar writes about it, and he's like, and yet they worship Hermes the most. They Mercury uh, worship him the most because of blah blah blah. Um, uh, because they, they like commerce, they like travel, shit like that. That's just kind of their thing. But they base their entire being around Deese and he uses Deese specifically. I think maybe he might say Orcus mm-hmm. once, um, which I have a theory that there's so many words for the God of the dead, um, mm-hmm. because there's so many ways to die. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. So, but uh, well, they I, say that. I the, think it's, oh, go on. Well, I, I think, I think. From from the moment we realize, we, at whatever point it is in our lives, we realize that we are mortal. Mm-hmm. There are so many ways in which that affects our thinking. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know that 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 figure in our myth would would almost of necessity have mm-hmm. multiple multitude effects. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. But yeah, he uh, and the Gauls, the Gauls worship Deese as the chief god, but the one that they like the most is is uh, Mercury. 
um, and they set yeah. their days uh, by the nights because of Dees and all all kinds of stuff. And they they have a Burning Man yeah. festival where they literally burn men. Um, but yeah, it's it's so it's how much, interesting. How much of that? How much of that is re- was really a thing, and how much of that was Caesar being Caesar? See, here's the thing: right we only that. have Caesar as a source. Every other source <laughs> goes back to Caesar. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've and, and yeah. we know. I mean. We've we've talked in in a prior episode. Oh we've yeah, talked his efforts in a couple of episodes. We've talked about his efforts against uh, the Gauls and other things. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 in that we yep. we we discovered I discovered uh, the extent to which he was a a uh, self-aggrandizing propagandist. <laughs> so you know how, how much how much of that actually is? Uh, no, they actually did like burn people as a human sacrifice, right. and how much of that is. What what'll play real well back home oh, and make yeah. me look really good when I beat these guys? What'll get people really enmeshed in this? Yeah, no, I yeah. I absolutely agree with you. Um, yeah. but uh, the, I got to tell a hot story. Okay, uh, but so I just want to point out that this connection between Hermes and death. Yeah, or, yeah. So go no, on I, with your hot story. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying that's a hot story for Caesar to tell. About the calls. Okay. I yeah, you, if you have to explain, oh, it wasn't yeah. funny in the first place. No, no, it was just I was really Rock. hopeful that you had a story okay. about like burning people in wicker for some reason. So yeah, no, no, no. I I, I identify very strongly with my Celtic heritage, but not nearly that much. No, no, <laughs> oh. no. So so you know you can you can use this okay. when, when you're when you're trying to get when you're trying to get your daughter into comics. Like, uh huh. I, I think this this would be a way to open that door. Would be to say, hey, well, you know, yeah. But then I'd have to like, get her into DC like reading comics. Nepal. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, I'm sure somebody who knows as much as you do about you know the classics and all that kind of stuff can find ways that there are there are parallels between Marvel and and Greek myth. You know, that's not a bad idea. Tell you what, after the break. Yeah. I'll do a little bit of research while the commercial is running, and then after the break, yeah. I'll see what I got. That, 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 that light speed research. You got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's chill. Go Wally West, young man. Hello, Geek Timers. This is Producer George interrupting this podcast to let you know that we have space available. This space could be used to promote your product, book, event, group, even wish a special someone happy birthday. If you're interested in using this space, please contact us on Twitter via private message at Geek History Time. And those were some mighty fine ads. Uh, I like to think, As they, I like to think uh, optimistically are. that we have multiple ads because... Multiple people heard our call to action on the last show and decided that it would be better that our children get to eat. So I figured during protein. Lent it's good children to... Children uh, get to eat protein. Yes. I mean, we're, we're feeding our kids, but, yes. you know, yeah. I'd get to feed them yeah, more no, if we had sponsors. Yeah, and yeah. we'd be able to give them, you know, a really good end-of-year celebration, whatever yeah. whatever ecumenical tradition you may follow. There you go. Uh, you know, so uh, your research... Yeah, so you're doing a lot of reading while oh, we were, yeah. while we were having an ad run. What 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 do you think you can you can do? Well, with I that? Th- I think so. DC definitely the gods. Um, 
Yeah. But I think, frankly, that might be why I'm turned off by DC. They're out of reach. They're too paragonic. Um, well, yeah, they're, the, yeah. The, the, the archetypes are all, you know, mm-hmm. cosmic level, you know, they're, they, they don't have, like, when was the last time Bruce Wayne had to go buy himself a pair of chinos? Exactly. Exactly. You know, so I want like, like, I want characters that struggle to pay their rent because that's the world my kids are going to grow yeah. up in. Uh, so that's <laughs> well, you know, I'm a teacher. Uh, yeah. So, but um, yeah. So I think I and you know I I prefer Marvel as it is, and I think it's because um, I really like interesting heroes, um, mm-hmm. and I think the more weakness a hero has, the more interesting they can become. Uh, as a okay. result, uh, make mine Marvel. And so I think, well, yeah. interestingly enough, the gods came, well, technically the gods came second to the Titans, but the gods came first and then came the demigods. And I think all of Marvel's superheroes are actually demigods, which I think ultimately is why I think Marvel is a better property overall. And and feel free to send all of your hate to uh, Geek History Time on the Twitter or at Duh Harmony on the Twitter, or your sympathy to at E.H. Blaylock um, on the Twitter because he has to deal with such a partisan hack. Um, but I do think... Well, okay, stop. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Oh, hold sure, on. sure. you got to understand, I mean, I know more about DC than you do. This is true. By, by virtue of the fact that, you know, I've, I, I grew up being a, a mad, crazy Batman fan. Oh, okay. But, but in my adulthood, I'm with you mm. 100%. So send your hate Cap. to him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, send, send it all. I'm oh, yeah. fueled by it. Send it. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, because because like for me now as an adult, mm-hmm. um, I I get a lot more fulfillment out mm-hmm. of Captain America mm-hmm. than I do out of Superman. Oh, yeah. Because, because even though Captain America is still, you know, a big blue Boy Scout. Yes. His his the, the manner in which he grapples with the problems that he faces, he could actually fail. Human. He could he yeah. could actually fail. and yeah. he has actually yes. failed in his comic history. So anyway, I'm stepping all over your okay. your your thesis here. What, so, what do you got for me? Uh, Marvel is your demigods. Marvel came second after DC, uh, and the demigods okay. came after the superheroes. So I would direct okay. your attention. I, I primed you uh, during the break. Uh, take a look at the statue of uh, Benvenuto Cellini. Um, he did a statue of Perseus holding Medusa's head. So take yes. a look at that statue. Now you see yes. Perseus there, right? That is a classically, yes, that is a classically idealized male figure. It is. Uh, there is there is a lot of very very well defined musculature there. He is yes. a muscular young man. Yes. He is not. He does not look like Superman. He is not bulky. Right. Doesn't look like a Frazetta painting of Conan. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like a powerlifter. Right. Um, he has that. He has that classical. I don't want to say androgynous, but but his facial features mm-hmm. are. Uh, kind of high, high, high cheekbones, boyish, yeah. uh, not, not again, he doesn't have a lantern jaw. He's not a big, right. you know, Cro-Magnon Celt looking dude. Right. Uh, by our standards today, he's got, you know, long, long curly locks of hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he's naked. Yes. So what superhero uh, do you think that he is based on that description? Boyish. Uh-huh. 
um, lean muscles, lithe, ideal for dexterity, naked, but for the fact that he's got a costume? Um, Perseus. I'm... I mean, the first thing I, I think of is is Cap being the pinnacle of human achievement. No, we'll get to Cap later. This Spide, is Spider Man. Yes, Spide. he's not overly muscled. It took seconds, but, but I got there. Yep, he's functionally muscled. He's built for yeah. grace. Um, Perseus mm-hmm. stuck to one territory and kept it safe. Good point. So did Spider Man. Uh, in fact, so yeah. did most superheroes. Uh, now, th- for this to work, you have to take a look at uh, Andromeda. Uh, that is Gwen Stacy. But because Spider-Man is a tragic version of Perseus, she dies. But he rescues her. Um, again, Spider-Man is tragic. Perseus is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But she is the that, daughter that. of the authority in the area. Um, and she dies over water due to his failure to get to her on time. Uh, she was chained to a rock in the ocean. Um, wow. Yeah. Perseus has a strong drive to protect. First, he's trying to protect his yeah. mother from marriage to Aetes, um, and then to right. protect Andromeda. Uh, yeah. He's successful because Greek demigods are usually successful at these things. Spider-Man yeah. is is there to protect Aunt May because he failed with Uncle Ben, and then he fails again mm-hmm. with Gwen Stacy, but then he succeeds with Mary Jane. He is the redemptive Perseus. Um the, okay. the fact that Perseus was made by a shaft of bronze, if you remember how Spider-Man was made, radiation. Newest, newest, greatest technolo- technology mm-hmm. available at the time of the genesis of the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Perseus can it. fly with his sandals. Spidey has web shooters on his wrists instead of on his ankles. Yeah. Perseus yeah. fights against Medusa, a villain with writhing tentacles on her head. Doc Ock. Uh-huh. A man whose additional arms have a similar writhing nature to them. Uh, interestingly, the contrast exists after Perseus retires as well. He's one of the very few demigods who actually has a happy retirement. Uh, he fulfills his prophecy. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, kills Acrisius, if I recall. And then he goes and finds yeah. his own kingdom to rule. And he and Andromeda actually live happily ever after. Spider-Man is forever cursed to never live happily ever after. Sadly, um, and it's that very contrast. Well, the nature. What's that? Oh, I was just going to say the nature. The nature of the medium is such yes. that if he ever actually gets a permanent happy ending, he can't keep writing any stories about him anymore. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, <laughs> like, so, but he's also our age's version of Perseus. Like, you don't get happy endings nowadays. Um, no, he lives with integrity no matter the difficulty. Uh, He struggles against the reality that he has to contend with and that he's contained within. And he generally makes it work. And at his core, that's a very Perseus thing to do. Next next on my list is... Good. Next on my list is Odysseus. This is an easy one. Oh, that's Tony. That's Tony Stark. Tony Stark. They're both... Okay, okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay. So so Tony Stark is the princeling heir to a corporate empire. Mm Mm-hmm. Odysseus is literally king of Ithaca. Yes. Um, both of them 
are hard drinkers. Yes. Because it's specifically mentioned in, in the meeting with Polyphemus that, you know, he has this wine in his wine skin that like, unless you water it down uh-huh. to this ridiculous amount, it'll knock you out, but yep. he drinks it straight because yep. that's how he goes. And of course, you know, demon in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they both have a very bad habit mm-hmm. of getting themselves into really serious trouble because they think they're, because they are the smartest guy in the room, mm-hmm. but they, Think, but they think they're even smarter than they are. <laughs> yes. And and I am no man, you know. Right. F- I did followed, this to you. Followed, yeah, f- followed by, no, fuck that. I'm Odysseus. Which, you know, maps <laughs> my really name, well onto. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which maps really well onto uh, mm-hmm. I am Iron Man. Yes. So. So. They're both reluctant also to enter into their status as the lieutenant to the leaders. Um, oh, yeah. Neither is the leader of the group that he's a part of, um, but both are very clever advisors. Uh, Odysseus Conciliar. didn't... Yeah, yeah. Odysseus didn't want to join the war against Troy, and Stark didn't want to be a superhero, right? Uh, he just wanted to be an arms maker. Uh, Odysseus pretends to be a lunatic when they come to recruit him for the Trojan War. Uh, but he also recruits Achilles to fight because he knows they need more help and he uses a battle horn to ferret out Achilles. Technology. Tony Stark didn't want anyone knowing he was Iron Man and he goes to great lengths to distance himself from the Avengers as anything more than a kindly donor to their cause. This is comic books. This is not MCU. Yeah, yeah, this is not, not, yeah. He also cultivates this image of irresponsibility and playboyism who couldn't possibly be considered to have the metal to be Iron Man. You know, it's interesting because that's also mm-hmm. one of the ways in which people have criticized um, Iron Man as being kind of Marvel's answer to Batman. Yes. Because because Bruce Wayne does the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Their, their superpower is both that they're insanely wealthy yeah. and, and really smart. Yeah. It, it just Iron Man is a drunk version of Superman. The happy drunk. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, I, I'm going to say that again. He doesn't want to be considered to have the metal to being Iron Man. Yeah, no, I, I okay. caught it. I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to grace it with a response. <laughs> Both are essentially pretenders. And while I don't want to spend too much time on the MCU because this is about comics, I would point out that he is constantly jabbing at Bruce Banner to test him to see if he can get the wrathful Hulk to come out. Um, okay. Both use technology and intelligence as their main weapons. Odysseus is also huh? an excellent bowman. Um, he's also one of the main advisors of the Greek leadership during Trojan War, like I said. He thinks outside of the box a number of times and serves as the brains, whereas Ajax serves as the brawn. Uh, and okay. as as And as the cool-headedness, whereas Achilles provides the rage. From the very beginning, okay. Odysseus shows an affinity for using tools and technology to get his way. He ties uneven animals to a plow to demonstrate that he's a lunatic. Because that'll fuck up your plow. Okay, right. Uh, he yeah. uses a horn to uh, a horn to get out Achilles. He gathers armor, arrows, weapons, etc., to help outfit other fighters for the Greeks, including Achilles's armor and Hercules's arrows for uh, Neoptolemus. 
Iron Man regularly updates his own armor, but he also provides the Avengers with their own jet, um, the Quinjet, right? They have state-of-the-art automated yeah. mansion, complete with a high-tech training defense system, etc., etc. And his very origin is where he's forced against his will to create weapons for other people to use. All right. Yeah. Both of them, That's... frankly, are one-note Damn. ponies. <laughs> ponies. Yeah. 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 Odysseus' um, main have trick. We, have we? Have... Yeah. Have we have we mentioned yet anywhere on the series, uh, you know that that um, there are basically two two figures uh, in in all of history or popular culture uh, that you actually kind of have a hate heart on against. One of them is Ronald Reagan, who we've d- discussed, <laughs> and the other one is Tony Stark. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. <laughs> like, I just think yeah. you know, in in the moment that, that you're that you're bringing up this, oh, you know, yeah. and you're both one note ponies. Like, I think. It should be pointed out that you you have a little bit of an axe to grind here. Probably, probably, and and guest but, former guest of the show, Tim, uh, the comic book writer would would certainly yeah. be yelling at me right now. Um, but look, oh, look, oh, yeah. look at Odysseus, right? What, what's his main okay, yeah. trick for getting into Troy? Hide guys in the belly of a giant beast, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Trojan horse, right? But then yeah, to get yeah. out of the cave with Polyphemus, hide guys near the belly of a giant beast. He constructs wicker work so they can hide under the giant sheep. His oh, only trick is let's bitch. hide under the belly of things. And everybody's like, wow, he's fucking clever. It's like, yeah, well, for back then, that was clever. But really, it's just one thing. You know, I feel, I, I feel almost like I ought to, I ought to try to come up with some kind of counter argument for that, but good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Iron no, Man's. I, I, yeah. I see, I, I see. His trick is his armor. It's always his armor. Whether he's fighting a distant warlord with mystical rings or a giant dragon or a Russian spy, it's his armor. Sometimes it has a nose. Sometimes it has roller skates, but no matter what, <laughs> it's his armor. <laughs> Sometimes he plugs it into the wall to recharge the battery. <laughs> With no grounding prong. I'm just like, what the no, shit? Yeah, it's just a two-pronger. Yeah. He doesn't even... Like he used for a desk fan. He doesn't... Like, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't do much else. He just... He's the armor guy. Both of them are, both of them are distant romantics from those they love. Odysseus reluctantly leaves Penelope. So that's actually different from Stark. But the effect is roughly the same. He spends 20 years from the one that he loves bouncing around to different women on the way back, including Circe and the Sirens, and finally getting back to Penelope. Stark Mm -hmm. is too afraid to commit to anyone whom he loves. His ex's gallery almost exceeds his rogue's gallery, Um, and sometimes there's overlap. Almost? Yeah. Uh, Almost. he, He has a woman with whom he feels the closest connection, but with whom he never really has a sexual or a romantic relationship, Pepper Potts. Mm Mm-hmm. I know that they get it on a few different times in the 2000s, but the original story keeps their, their love as a platonic love. Um, however, she is a constant for him, which he tries to get back to her. Uh, she ends up marrying Happy in the comics. Yeah. Uh, both of them are too damn clever for their own good, like you said, and both have trust issues that end up hurting their efforts otherwise. Uh, Odysseus gets, up from, uh, gets help from all sorts of folks, but ends up not sharing the information with his comrades. The result is that they get shut up in the cave with Polyphemus, and he falls asleep, 
and then Odysseus's men undo all the progress that they made by opening the win- the the bag of winds from Aeolus, right? Mm-hmm. So when they're going back, yeah. right? Neither yeah. one is known for their physical prowess, but they're able to hang with the big boys as a result of their mental prowess, uh, similar to your Batman. Uh, here it's interesting yeah. to that both of them end up being pretty solid athletes, though. Odysseus fights to a draw with Ajax in a wrestling contest and beats another man at a foot race. Um, he also mm-hmm. had a bow, which nobody else can spring, string, and he's an expert marksman. Tony yeah. Stark grows into a stronger body, which is always hampered by his heart condition and his alcoholism, but he does begin training out of armor with the more martially adept Avengers to make him a more formidable opponent. And I, I think it should be pointed out mm-hmm. in, in the case of Odysseus specifically mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, most of the sources we have in regard to Odysseus mm-hmm. are Homeric. Yes. And the audience for whom Homer was composing and performing mm-hmm. were the warrior kings of the Achaeans. Right. For whom, okay, this guy is this guy is a guile hero, but mm-hmm. even as a guile hero, he still needs to be a warrior. Yes, and 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 so based on based on context of the times, mm-hmm. um, you know, Odysseus. There's there's a great science fiction trilogy uh, in which Odysseus or or a or a quantum clone. It's it's weird, but mm-hmm. anyway, Odysseus shows up as a character. And, you know, we, we think of him as being this, you know, he, he gets by on, on cleverness and sideways thinking and he solidly kicks the shit out of everybody else in, in the book because sure. they're all soft moderns and he's a bronze age Greek right, warrior. King, right. You know? Yeah. So, so when we talk about, you know, uh, uh, you know, not, not being much of a physical specimen, I, I think, I think there needs to be, you know, an asterisk for his time. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. For his time. So my next one you know, is com- compared to compared to Ajax. Like, right. You know, come on. My next one is Achilles. Okay. Hulk. Cap. Hulk. Oh, Hulk. Hulk. Oh, so right. So thoroughly yeah. not okay. Achilles. Super yeah. strong. Super Rage strong. personified. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hulk is what happens when you make Bruce Banner angry. Uh, his strength increases with his rage to the point where Hulk is the strongest there is. Achilles is prone to rage, especially if he ever feels slighted. When he's enraged, he even fights the god of the freaking river, who objects to him killing so many men that it choked the river. Zeus yep. has to slow down Achilles so that he doesn't sack Troy all by himself, hunting down Hector. Yep. At least two different gods come to him and directly tell him to rage less hotly. Yeah. The first two lines of the Iliad, Sing, O goddess, the anger of Achilles, son of Peleus, that brought countless ills upon the Achaeans. Many a brave soul did it send hurrying down to Hades, and many a hero did it yield a prey to dogs and vultures. For so were the counsels of Jove fulfilled from that day on which the son of Atreus, king of men, and great Achilles first fell out with one another. So the whole point of the Iliad is like, Achilles is a dick. That's basically the subtitle. Achilles has no chill. Yeah. Uh, when he's, he kills, he's, he's the dark side of Gryffindor. Yeah, when he kills Hector, Hector begs him to treat his body with respect. Achilles refuses, citing his rage again. Achilles, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Hulk leaves the Avengers almost as quickly as he joined them. 
because he doesn't feel respected by them. Which okay. that's Achilles staying in his yeah, tent. Right. Okay. He yeah. refuses to fight alongside the Greeks under, under Agamemnon during the Trojan War over a slight to his honor. Hulk overreacts to things in his Hulk state. He mostly just wants to be left alone to do his own thing. And when he isn't, he breaks everything always. Um, he destroyed entire towns in New Mexico. He wrecks entire regiments of the army sent after him by General Ross. Achilles didn't just kill Hector. He defiled his corpse on purpose, dragging it three times around Troy before taking the body back to his own tent to brood and deny Hector's family the burial rites. Which leads to the old joke of uh, Hector in the streets, Paris in the sheets. Uh, oh. <laughs> Don't tell me it's too soon. Um, uh, you know, it, it forever will be Yeah, too soon. It, That's why this is a timeless tale. Um, Hulk uh, is the strongest there is, and so is Achilles in the Iliad. And Hulk is constantly beset by those who are smarter than he is, who are manipulating him and trying to hurt him. General Ross is always trying to catch him. Leader is one of his main foils. He's easily, easily manipulated into violence by Loki in the very first issue of the Avengers, and Achilles is tricked by Odysseus into fighting the Trojan War by a horn. He's again manipulated by his mother and the gods whom Agamemnon has secured the guarantee of victory from by killing uh, Iphigenia. I can never say her name right. Iphigenia. Iphigenia. Sorry. The Latinist in me wants to make it all a hard G. Yeah. yeah. Now, Hulk has Rick Jones. Yes. Achilles has Patroclus. Rick Jones is the one person whom Hulk values. Betty Ross is actually more valued by Bruce Banner than 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 by the Hulk. Well, Rick, yeah. Yeah. Rick is one of the few people who can actually calm down the Hulk and is one of the few who looks out for the Hulk. And he's one of the very few whom Hulk will actively seek to protect despite all his rage. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Achilles has Patroclus, his beloved Patroclus, to whom he is more loyal to than anyone else. And when he's killed, it's fucking over for anyone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ready Lovely. for ready for Diomedes? Yeah. All right. So I don't know if you say Diomedes or Diomedes, but I say Diomedes. A lot of yeah, folks are going to claim yeah. that Hawkeye is Belephron. I'm going to say he's Diomedes. Oh, so I guess really? I'll say it. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people will claim Belephron because archery, distance shooting, it's and whatnot, and that's yeah, yeah. totally valid. But that's the only method of the fight, not the man in the fight. Okay. So you're not talking about the okay. guy; you're talking about the way he fights. Well, I mean, fuck. You could say Odysseus would be Hawkeye if it was about a bow. Um, Hawkeye is forever fighting above his weight class. He went into the secret wars with a bunch of arrows and a bow where the Beyonder took everybody away and he was there mm. and he had arrows and a bow. And when he ran out of arrows, he grabbed sticks and made more. He just starts making, he runs yeah. out of trick arrows and, and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making arrows. And they're like, why? He's like, cause for me, this is the same as like a 45 slug. I don't know what you got, but this is all I got. Uh, more importantly, he and Diomedes have similar origins. Both have relatively fatherless pasts. Both started as plunderers. Hawkeye is in the carnival working with swordsmen, and Diomedes is as one of the uh, Epigoni. Epigony? Anyway, these are people who ransacked yeah. Thebes. He also defeated yeah. Aeneas once in battle. 
Just, oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Just as Hawkeye has defeated almost uh, very many of the heroes in the Marvel Universe in fights. That's kind of the fun part of it's like, well, how's Hawkeye going to beat this guy? You know, yeah. he, Diomedes, was the only mortal besides Her- Hercules to have the ability to directly combat the gods. He was way out of his depth and he still managed to wound both Ares and Aphrodite. And he does it while keeping away from hubris, unlike Achilles and Hercules do. He's not the heavy hitter that the others are, but he ends up doing the same kinds of things. And again, he damaged gods. He also earns respect from several other Greeks known for their wisdom, prowess, and cunning. He has no problem criticizing his leaders. (laughs) Hawkeye was forever the beta to Cap's alpha, forcing Cap to be sharp at all times while still Mm. earning and giving him begrudging respect. Hawkeye also encouraged Cap when Cap felt low, just like Diomedes did with Agamemnon. Hawkeye is forever antagonizing stronger members of the Avengers, especially Hulk, when he's on the team. Calls him Jade Jaws and all kinds of shit. Is ready to go toe-to-toe with him. Diomedes specifically antagonizes Achilles. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of self-destructive impulses. Uh Uh-huh. Now, the next hero is Hercules. Okay. Hercules is Thor. Thor. Yes. I know Thor is Thor and Hercules is Hercules, but really Hercules is totally Thor. Hercules is renowned for his strength. He's stronger than even Achilles, partly because he's a god. Same thing with Thor. Yeah. He's the strongest Avenger, stronger even than the Hulk when raging. But really, it's his cleverness that Hercules uses to win the day. Okay. He couldn't have done it without his strength. That's that's to be sure. But it's he's... Clever using his strength when he cleans out the Aegean stables. That wit-strength combo is what defeats the Hydra. It's what figures out and solves the problem that Cacus creates for him with the bulls. It's what gets him the golden apples guarded by Atlas's daughters, the Hesperides. Every time he uses his brains as well as his brawn, he only gets credit mostly for his brawn. Thor. The Nubian lion. Yeah. Marvel's Thor. Okay, not not Thor of the Norse, but Marvel's Thor Thor gets the same treatment. He's the strongest Avenger. He's an actual god, like I said. But he's regularly outthinking his foes in the early comics, from the Wrecking Crew to the Absorbing Man. Now, to be fair, that's a low bar, but still. Again, (laughs) he has plenty of strength to do it, but he combines it with his underrated wits. Hercules and Eurystheus is very similar to many Thor versus Loki stories. Hercules is beset by Eurystheus as a punishment for his own excesses. Hercules slaughtered his own family uh, and uh, in, in an excessive moment. And as a result, he has to complete 12 labors, which eventually gets stretched to 14 because Hercules completed a couple of them with help. Eurystheus was never a match for Hercules uh, in terms of brawn, but he was on par with him in terms of intelligence. Again, low bar, but enough. His cunning and his power, his schemes and machinations were what gave Hercules his difficulties over and over again. Thor is constantly assailed by Loki's schemes. Thor enabled, uh, or uh, Loki hyperpowers several of Thor's foes. He rarely confronted Thor directly. Uh, He set up Hulk as a foil to Thor in the inaugural issue of the Avengers. He does all that he can um, and all his schemes just to bug Thor. Both of them are given to excess, both when it comes to drinking, especially. It's their very core trait, is getting drunk. 
um, that slim balance between restraint and excess is their defining interesting thing. In the end, both Hercules and Thor are fated for heartache, by the way, and eventual destruction. Yes. All right. Jason. Jason, not a demigod, but worthy of mention here. Jason is Nick Fury. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm oh okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. His parentage yeah, is a matter has, of mystery. Yeah. Uh there's there's a clear patrilineal line, but the matrilineal line is fuzzy at best. Um mm. his father was a renowned warrior. Nick Fury himself was a renowned warrior, just like Jason. Fury crosses the water a number of times. Uh, in his case, it's the Atlantic Ocean. Just as Jason comes across the Yolus River, as both men come to age, they set up an organization of exceptional people who use a majestic ship to travel and complete impossible missions. Wow. Mm-hmm. Damn. Jason, yeah. <laughs> Jason had the Argonauts. Nick Fury had S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah. Jason is also yeah. eventually... And the helicarrier. Yep. All right. Eventually joined by Medea, a very intelligent, very resourceful, and very dedicated helpmate. She's also batshit crazy and kills her friend, her kids with him after using her magic to trick the daughters of the king into killing their father. Nick Fury is also joined eventually by Maria Hill, a very intelligent, very resourceful, and very dedicated lieutenant. And also she's a goddamn zealot whose zeal in registering superhumans ends up getting plenty of people killed. Yeah. Jason is eventually killed because his boat falls on him. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fury died a bunch of times, but he had LMDs to take his place. But at least once, he had a helicarrier crash with him in it. Yeah. So now for the Greeks, of course, Jason's Jason's sad ending was was supposed to be a poetic statement about you know decay and your glory days ending and you know. His his tragic ending was that he lived long enough that he he Became stopped useless. being heroic. Yeah, that's a good point. Which, I always look at the comedy of it because he's hanging out in the shadow of his ship, which has been drawn up on the ocean. I just kind of picture him with like an open shirt, sitting on a a, a beach chair, <laughs> drinking out of a coconut, big floppy hat on his yes. head, drinking out, and of then that, just yeah. like, oh, little, what a little breeze. paper umbrella in his what, drink. What? Oh shit! You know, and then. Pfft. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I can see right. that. So Atlanta. Okay. Black Widow. Uh, black. Yeah. Okay. She was left on a mountaintop. This is Atlanta. Was left on a mountaintop to die. She wants no children, and she was a renowned archer and runner. She killed two centaurs who tried to rape her. Black Widow was orphaned very early on, raised amongst others to be a super spy. She was also unable to have children. She ends up defecting to America, driven by her love of Hawkeye in the early comics, whom she acknowledged at least as her equal in combat. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta was eventually rediscovered by her father uh, and would only marry someone who could best her in a foot race. Both women live life on their own terms, refusing the traditional roles that are assigned to women at the time, becoming lethal in the process. It's also possible that Atalanta was included on the Argo, paralleling the work that Black Widow did with Nick Fury, but I I haven't found enough to say yes, she was one of the fifty. So okay, although it's interesting because when they All mention right. who's works. who's amongst the Argonauts, like they don't mention Calais and uh, Zetes, who both have wings. Mm. It's like they mention Orpheus, yeah. uh, who totally, by the way, would be Star Lord. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. He well, just, yeah, especially yeah. especially after Endgame. Yeah. 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 Um, like, I'm just thinking really, about the fact really that he's a bit of a moron. You couldn't stick with a plan for 15 minutes. Like, like <laughs> exactly. you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't stick with it. Yeah. You got you got so you almost you got your fifi's hurt. Yeah. You got your fifi's hurt, and yeah. you you had to turn around and look back. Yeah. Like yeah. all you all you had to do was keep walking forward. Yeah. Just don't turn around. Don't look behind you. All you had to do was not punch fucking Thanos. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. Just that. Just that. That's it. Also, the music, the tide of the music. You know? uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. So. And 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 you know, I, I can imagine both Star Lord and and Orpheus, uh, you know, being told you only have one instruction: don't fuck up, and responding with, "This is hard." Yeah. Don't call us plucky. We don't know what that means. All right. You know, just (laughs) dumb. Dumber in a bag of hair. That's Orpheus. Yeah. 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 So, all right. The last one of the lot. Aeneas. This is your Captain America. Okay. Okay. Steve Rogers went into the water. Okay. Crashed into the water. uh, Fighting for the society that he was loyal to. Social democracy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fell off the rocket. Okay. Yeah. He was fighting against the invaders and disruptors of that society, and he did not get to see the battle through to the end. And when he came back out of the water, he was defrosted. He helped to build and protect the society he'd always been loyal to, safeguarding it with his fighting prowess and his integrity. Aeneas okay. was known for two things, and it's in the very first line, uh, but he's known for two things his ability to fight. And his piety, his devotion to that which was Troy, and his devotion to his duty toward the gods, both guide his every single action. He is fated to be the founder of that which would eventually become Rome. The Aeneid starts with "Arma virumque cano," I sing the arms and the man. Right, right. Now right. that that's also fan fiction of the Iliad and the Odyssey. But I sing the arms and the man, the man who is known for his piety and duty toward the homeland. Aeneas is okay. Yeah, Aeneas is fated to make huge enemies, but ultimately to succeed. Um, and he goes through every single trial, and only once ever does his faith ever waver. And it's very brief because he's being swirled all around by the waters in Book One. When he finally finds a safe harbor, he doesn't stop working. He immediately goes to tending toward his men. So they get to safe harbor. Juno's like can't kill them, but she's trying to kill them. Um, and they finally land in this really safe harbor. And at that moment, like all his men just kind of collapse on the ground. He goes hunting, looks for um, stags. Um, and he slays seven. He falls. He fell seven stags with his sidekick with him, by the way, Bucky. Um, and, yeah. uh, and he brings the meat back to all the ships and he encourages men to carry on and he presses his concerns deep down in his heart. Cap has his fair share of enemies. They're mostly Nazis who are roughly as powerful as Cap, but it's his integrity and his refusal to quit. It's his loyalty to the ideals of his nation. Those are what keep him going. That's exactly what keeps yeah. Aeneas going. Also, the fact that yeah, he's the leader right. of the Avengers doesn't hurt either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Aeneas <clears throat> goes to the underworld at one point 
Um, he's one of a very few demigods who's allowed into the underworld. And it's funny, too, because when uh, Charon, um, which, by the way, my students started calling him Sharon almost immediately when I taught the Aeneid, because he totally is, is that size. So we all picture him now as having a bob cut, wearing Lululemons, and yelling at other kids for being at the park while her kid is doing soccer. So that's Charon. Nice. But he shows up, um, and Charon's like, oh, whoa, 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 you're way too heavy for this boat. You're still alive. Um, and Sybil's with Aeneas, and she's like, no, no, check it out. He's Aeneas. He's like, nobody gets to come down here armed. And she's like, dude, this is Aeneas. He's Aeneas the armed. He's Aeneas the pious. And Charon looks at him and goes, no, no, no. Last two demigods to come down here, they fucked things up. One tried to steal the dog. The other one tried to steal the wife. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you don't get to come down here. <laughs> no 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 yeah. i'm done with your fucking demigod that's right yeah right? no y'all are trouble you're not no. Right. no you know what you no know, for some reason now now i'm i'm hearing him sounding like he has the new york accent like no no look all right i don't <laughs> care okay the last two of you people that came down here you want to know what you did you oh fucked everything up it's joe right? pesci one of, of you tried to steal the fucking dog okay no no don't do that we need that dog all right <laughs> All right, it's you, Joe you, Pesci. You want to know what happens? You want to know what happens? We get a cat down here. Yeah. You want to know? You, you want to know how bad things get? No, we need that fucking dog. All right, number one, number two, number two. Trying to, you, you come down. Fucking fucking Orpheus comes down here. Tries to get his wife out of here. What happens? He turns around because the motherfucker can't. No, no, <laughs> no. All he had to do was walk straight fucking ahead. That's it. No, no more of you. No, no more of you punks. No, I'm not. No. Just no, turn the fuck around, go home. Yeah. Sorry. Well done. Just, well done. Yeah. <laughs> Besides which, you're too fucking heavy for the boat. Get out of here. <laughs> no, no, you take the Stanton Island, Island Ferry. Get your ass off of here. You know? get, get out of here. Fuck so, off with that. No more, you Long Island bastards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so. He's actually allowed in, largely because of the argument of piety. Um, mm -hmm. Now, the menace of the water is an interesting... All right, all right, all right, all right, fine, fine, you go to church. All right, okay, look, you know, if you're in good with the bishop, all right, fine, come on. <laughs> walk diagonal. Don't tell nobody. Just like the bishop, but walk diagonal. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't look, look, just don't, just don't tell nobody, all right, yeah. come on. I saw nothing. Keep this on the download. That's right. Saw nothing, saw nothing. So, Sorry. it's okay. Um... What I found interesting between these two is that there's this constancy of menace anytime they're on the water. Um, so both man's status as a man of singular integrity and fighting prowess is just as constant. So essentially, yeah. while they're on land, they're doing well. Anytime they're near water, they're both in danger. Um, both men are trying to hold on to the ideals of his homeland and embodying the best parts of those cultures. Stan Lee specifically said of Captain America, although Captain America has the least spectacular superpower of all, the mantle of leadership falls naturally upon him as though he was born to command. Here's what Livy said about Aeneas. King Latinus was so struck with the noble bearing of the men and their leader, Aeneas, and their readiness to accept alike either peace or war, that he gave his right hand as a solemn right hand as a solemn pledge of friendship for the future. So hmm. both men were just natural leaders. 
So I want to I want to get back to that thing about water. Yeah. Real quick, because mm-hmm. uh, something that comes up in uh, Celtic myth, mm-hmm. which is not Mediterranean, but they had a lot of contact. Oh well, it is Mediterranean. Is, Southern Gaul uh, is absolutely okay, yeah, good Mediterranean. Point. All right. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, but but one of the things that keeps coming up in like Irish folklore mm-hmm. is you have the the Fomori, mm-hmm. who are you know shapeless goblinoid. Semi-demonic, you know, and there is a connection thematically that Mm -hmm. sometimes is more overt and sometimes is more covert between the depths of the ocean Mm -hmm. and the underworld and death. Mm -hmm. So many ways to die on the ocean. Yeah. And, and the Fomori were like demons out of the underworld. Mm Mm-hmm. Essentially, and they came from the ocean. They, they all, many, like, more than half of them are described as having some level of fish-like traits, whether mm-hmm. having big goggle eyes like a fish or right. actually having fish's head or right. scaly or whatever. And I think it's just interesting that, like, there's this menace for these two characters anytime they're near water. Yes. You know. Well, and don't forget that, um, you know, primordial death and all that kind Achilles of stuff. Achilles was the leader of the Myrmidons, wasn't he? Yes. And the Myrmidons are so. dressed like, aren't they dressed like fish? I'd have to look it up, but yeah. I think you're I think there's a link there. But clubs. again, Greek, Greek mythology yeah. is, is surround, literally surrounded by water. Yeah. And yeah, there are a lot of ways to die. So you're absolutely right on that. Now, the ultimate strength that Marvel has always had has been its vulnerability and failings of its characters every character has a fatal flaw to balance out his or her amazing ability every character has a mundane aspect to them that was grounding them in their super superhuman ability um in this contrast in this focus on what makes the superhuman human it touched back on why people started making up stories of demigods in the first place people need to relate to their heroes who emphasize their ideals I don't think any yeah. of that's changed. And what's the only thing that's changed really has been the emphasis and our ideals. But the process itself remains the same. Yeah, well, you know, gods mm-hmm. were created to to tell the stories of why the universe behaves the way it does. Mm-hmm. When you start getting into stories about these are what our ideals are, mm-hmm. you move away from gods as protagonists and you move to demigods and heroes as protagonists because those first stories don't need to be relatable right why the universe is the way it is they need to have is very different than why are we the way we are yes very good way of putting it yeah and and who do we want to be and what are the things we value and what happens when we live up to that or don't live up to that ideal mm-hmm. for for those stories to be compelling or useful mm-hmm. i'm actually going to go with useful in this context mm-hmm. um in order for them to do the job of of educating everybody in your community about this this is who we are this is how we work mm-hmm. that that needs to be relatable whereas well, you know, <clears throat> the reason the sun behaves the way it does in the sky is because this thing happened between Apollo and and Zeus, da da da. 
you know, you, you don't, you, 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 you need to have, or on, on that level, you need to have the personification of that to make it, you know, understandable, mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be relatable. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when you're describing cosmology, DC, when you're describing yeah. humanity, Marvel. Yep. So, well, that's it for me. Um, yeah. Here's here's what I would love. I would love for people to contact us with different heroes and different gods or different heroes and different demigods. Um, or just like, hey, here's why you got that wrong. Or here's, wow, I never thought of it yeah. that way. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, please hit me up at, at Duh Harmony, either on uh, Twitter or on uh, Insta. And where can they hit you? Uh, well, uh, please not the face. But um, on on Twitter, I'm E.H. Blaylock. On Instagram, I'm uh, Mr. Blaylock, M.R. Blaylock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can reach both of us simultaneously um, at uh, Geek History Time. Mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yes. So, um, I, you know, in order to, uh, close this down a little quicker, uh, let's not recommend books because we just talked about comic books and Greek myths. And if you can't find something yeah. to read out of all that, and we don't know. know what to do for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Goes there's no, there's no helping you. you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for geek history of time, I'm Damien Harmony. And I'm Ed Blaylock, and until next time, uh, plug your ears when you're going past sirens. <laughs>